Welcome to Your Thought Life Podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. I am professionally trained in cognitive behavior therapy and neuro-linguistic programming. I help people overcome mindset challenges. If you haven't already, do subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes that are released on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And if you're on a platform that supports it, thank you so much for leaving us a rating and a review. And many, many thanks for supporting the podcast. Becoming your highest version is our topic for today. I just want to set this up for you. When we're referring to you becoming your highest version, what we're talking about in essence is that image of yourself that does not have any of the constraints that this current version has. The higher version is limitless. It is able to do effectively many of the things that you in the current version may find challenging or even difficult. The higher version is something that we're all aspiring to, but for many of us, we don't know what is the pathway to go from where we are today to that version and make it so that it's not painful, providing additional resistance as we move from point A to point B or from current self to higher self, and then having the wherewithal to settle into an ideal where we're out the way and we're literally able to do all that we desire to do and or achieve. This is the higher version. The higher version has mastery over the body and the mind to include the patterns, beliefs, and behaviors that play out automatically as a result of subconscious programming day after day. There are things that we do, things that we just say, emotions and or feelings, all of which put us in this mode of feeling like life is happening to us rather than participating in the active outcomes that we desire. The higher self knows exactly how to do that because, again, the limits, the flaws, if you will, the shortcomings, however we view it, these are issues that the higher self has overcome. And what I aim to do today is to just talk to you. I want to share with you what I have garnered from working with quite a few people over a very long period of time to include accounts that relate specifically to my self-improvement journey. One of the first things that comes to mind for me is this idea of limiting beliefs. You recognize yourself, but you don't really grasp the potential that you have because these limiting beliefs keep you paused. They stop you from taking the steps necessary to get outside of your comfort zone so you can really understand what you're made of and ultimately what you can achieve. We're hindered by these limiting beliefs. These beliefs are false notions that we hold very deeply, some of which 
are programmed into our subconscious and they come literally to protect us from similar events that we have encountered in the past. They perpetually keep us, though, in the past because they don't let us go forward, especially if we're prone to believe them. By learning to identify and to release from the grip of limiting beliefs, we will have the wherewithal to move into the future outside of our comfort zone with a willingness to take some calculated risks so that we can have what it is we want to have, enjoy what we want to enjoy, to conquer some of the goals that are very large and very lofty. To do this, our self-awareness has to increase to a level where we understand that these things are taking place and we begin to talk to them through a process we call reframing. The negative thought comes in, says you're not enough. You talk back in an audible voice and share with the automatic negative thought that you are enough and here's why. The why is always going to give you the strength and the oomph, the little pat on the bottom that you need to get out of your current state and get back to a state where you can get things done. And then I think about how there's a tremendous opportunity for us to convert shoulds into musts, for us to evolve into our optimal self, into our higher self. We've got to get to a point where we're not living with regrets. These shoulda, woulda, coulda's perpetually anchor us to the past where, listen, we were a different person back then. We're not even the same individuals. Hopefully, we have grown beyond those things that didn't allow us to have the result back yonder that we want to have in the future. It's not fair to us when we use shoulda, woulda, and coulda because those are disablers. They disempower us, and they go right alongside and amplify limiting beliefs. To step outside of our comfort zone, to take some risks, we have to be able to embrace failure. And it's okay if you don't do it right the first time. Most of us don't. Let me tell you this. Failure is not final. Failure paves the way for us to stand up and succeed in the future if we simply count the cost. How do you do that? You look at what portion of what you were trying to do worked well. You document that. And you also document the components that did not work well, such that you couldn't bring it across the line. And you simply tweak the formula. You do that often enough or as many times as necessary until you get the desired outcome. That is why failure is not final. Now, I want you to cease telling yourself You should do this. You could have did this. Instead, we're going to replace that with we must do these things. We must do these tasks. By doing must instead of should have, would have, and could have, now we have taken that and turned it on his head. And instead of it being something that halts us, now it's something that's compelling us to move into the future. You're most certainly going to have some strengths that you have identified through your journaling. 
if you're not journaling, it's an absolute must that you start that immediately. You're able to see significant patterns. You're able to really come to understand when you have quiet, quality time, who you are. The more quiet you become through meditation and visualization, the more items you're going to have to document in your journal. Now you have these characteristics and strengths written down in your journal. We're going to concentrate on them. And as you begin to really embrace these strengths, what you're going to find is that it's going to be easier for you to become your authentic self. Why? It's a good question. Prioritizing your strengths is vital when you want to overcome a hurdle. When you can magnify your strengths, you get to rekindle awareness of your contributions. Whenever you can center yourself on the contributions that you've made, that in and of itself will enable you to conquer the obstacles that are inevitable when you set out to do anything that is outside of your comfort zone. Take that momentum and now going full circle, move swiftly into cultivating a growth mindset. No one is defined solely by their strengths. I think you all will understand that. We all have areas that demand attention for us, you know, to become our best selves. Being of the mindset that you can grow, you can develop, you can learn and overcome the areas that need a little more attention is, in fact, cultivating a growth mindset. Accomplished individuals of every caliber, and I've spoken intimately with just about all of them, tackle this through the growth mindset. They believe that weaknesses are merely opportunities for improvement. Family, we should see them in the exact same way. We should not see them as this is the deal. It cannot be changed. It's what life has dealt us. It's a horrible set of cards and it can't be changed. None of those things are true. All of these can be changed. All of these can be upgraded. All of these can be enhanced. These opportunities for us to improve should be seized. Instead of dwelling on our shortcomings and things that aren't as robust as the strengths that we just talked about, we're going to focus on enhancing ourselves. We're going to think through how can we enrich these areas that require a little extra attention. What is it that we can do with some tangible steps to bring these up to the area now where they are strengths? And when you start doing that, you're going to find that the next thing that's necessary is to discard expectations. Expectations come in. They kind of cloud what we're trying to do. They put a film over the lens with which we see life and they create scenarios that don't need to be created. They make situations that could be far less intense, far more intense and for the wrong reasons. Our beliefs shape our reality. Regrettably, some of these beliefs 
are not true. They're literally false. There's so much power in the mind to create scenarios, most of which are protective, that literally put so much additional pressure on us that it prevents us from moving forward. This is, in fact, what high expectations or unrealistic expectations can do. Many of us have partially constructed our identity based on the expectation of others. This is equally damning because the same set of circumstances get to play off. So it doesn't matter if someone else has placed these unrealistic or super high expectations on us or we did it. The results are the same. It creates a set of burdens for us and a set of anxieties, plural, that we don't need in this whole transformation that we're doing as we're identifying with ourselves to become our highest version. Hence, we discard this notion of having expectations that are high or unrealistic. And if you know like I do, this process is a subconscious sort of thing. So we have to really be steadfast in our ability to understand what's going on in our bodies and in our minds throughout the day. When this guy pops up on the scene, we know immediately, 1-1001, 1-1002, in that space of time, the time period between stimulus and response, this guy's got to go, he's not welcomed, and I'm not going down this pathway. Your vision of who you aspire to be has to originate from within. We call that an internal locus of control. It should be literally untouched by any external influences or in this respect, high or unreasonable expectations. At this junction, you've come a really long way in this entire process of becoming your higher self. I submit to you that the next step should involve you shedding your former identity. I become a different version of myself at a minimum four times a year. That's programmed into my short-term goals, my one-year goals. But more often than not, it's eight because I've been doing it for such a long time now that I can effectively get eight versions in a given year. Well, what's this all about? It's all about shedding and letting go of elements of an identity that are not working in your favor. When you commit to uncovering your ideal self or your higher self, you're essentially evaluating your standards for both yourself and those who know you. Your old self most certainly is going to resist the transformation. The feelings and the insecurity and the fear are going to attempt to settle in to discourage you from becoming the new person, the new higher version. Why? Because it's net new. It's not known. Hence the fear, the insecurity. We're leaving the known 
in favor of the unknown. And that makes the whole being somewhat nervous. And it plays out with these feelings and emotions. We've got to resist the urge to cling to the familiar. And by becoming a new person, forming a new identity, we get an opportunity to pass off, let go of characteristics about ourselves, call them weaknesses, shortcomings, whatever, that have held us captive. And we get to go free in that area. I want to really bring that home. We get to be free in that area. When it comes up again, we don't have to feel bogged down, beat down, and not equipped, less than, not enough. No, we've let that go. It's no longer a part of our identity. And we adopt this can-do attitude. And the final thing, family, is conquering fear. Fear is always going to be prevalent. It's always going to attempt to attach to you anytime you launch out in the deep and desire to do something that's breaking trend. Fear is this stealthy sort of adversary that we have within us and it attempts to protect us. But really what it's doing is it's robbing us of our courage and it distracts us from being present where all of our energy is for today and the days ahead of us. Overcoming fear is paramount. Overcoming your fear is not only possible, but it's necessary as you're beginning the self-improvement journey or advancing in this self-improvement journey. When anxieties arise, identify the source of your fear, document it, and as we document it, perhaps that's an area where we're going to become a new version when we do that in the next couple of weeks or months. Perhaps it's going to be something that we work on holistically after we've determined root cause. Whatever the case, this can't be swept under the rug. It's got to be faced head on. We've got to identify this source of fear and address it, not from a position of resistance, but from a loving position where we're so concerned about us, so in love with us, that we cannot permit this low-level vibration to keep us in the same state, crippled, where we can't do what we desire to do. Then we're going to speak to ourselves with an alternative explanation for whatever the fear is saying. Are the feelings going to change immediately? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. It depends on the resolve of the individual. But here's what I can tell you. Your mind will register the rationale. And if it feels that you are deeply engaged and you are done with feeling the way you've been feeling with respect to fear, it's going to get along for the ride and you're going to conquer it quick. If you come into it with sort of a lackluster commitment, and you're just like, well, you know, I kind of want to do it, but yeah, so many things it could impact. That approach is not going to yield the fruit that you want. It's going to literally take you back to exactly where you were before you decided to take on fear head on. 
So over time, the practice of scrutinizing your fear becomes easier and easier. You're able to ebb and flow with it. And in some cases, you feel the fear and you simply do it anyway. But anxiety begins to go down as you face this head on. Everybody desires to unite with their highest version. And if you can deploy some of these tactics, many of them you're probably already doing. Others you just need to refine. There's a lot of depth here that you can utilize right now to become your highest version. Family, don't delay. Start this process immediately. And if you need help, reach out to me. I am more than happy to assist you. Thanks for tuning in. And that's going to conclude this episode. I appreciate your time and attention today. Add comments about this episode on our Instagram page, Your Thought Life, Y-O-R Thought Life, no spaces. And thanks for leaving a message. I want to remind you that you are enough. You can do it. And you are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. Until next time, take care and be safe.